You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the Church Life Podcast. I want to share uh, devotion with our church today as we're trying to serve the Lord and trying to be faithful uh, in all of our, our ministry and calling. And First among those is that we'd be faithful just to love the Lord today, that we'd worship Him well and be faithful. So I want to, I want to share a passage of Scripture uh, that we studied this week on the, on, in our Tuesday Bible study. Some of our church family knows this. We have a Tuesday Bible study. We meet in the library at 10 o'clock on Tuesday mornings. Mostly retired uh, friends and family, a couple of other folks, but it's a, it's a good room for me. I, I love reading the scripture with those members of a church family. But well, we've been reading Lamentations. I don't know if you've ever read Lamentations, but in general, Lamentations is exactly what you would think. It is a lament. Like it's it's miserable. Jeremiah is writing about the pain that's associated with the destruction of his homeland. The, the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem. It was punishment for the people's sin. They would not repent when the prophets came and preached. They continued, they persisted in idolatry and evil. God had enough. So he raised up the Babylonian army to destroy the city of Jerusalem. And Jeremiah was the prophet that was standing right in the middle of it, preaching through the whole thing. But he was also the prophet who's known as the weeping prophet. His heart was broken. He was watching the world crumble around him. He knew the weight of the pain. And in the middle of Lamentations, you have one little hopeful uh, section that I just want to share with you today during the podcast. So I think this will be super useful for you, um, if you, especially if you're going through a really hard time right now. If you are suffering right now, um, if you are facing persecution right now, or if you're in pain right now, if you feel like you're under the Lord's discipline, or if you're just paying for some dumb mistake you made, or maybe your suffering is just because life is happening to you and you don't think you deserve it, but here it is. So I don't I don't have answers today for why you're suffering, but if you're suffering, I just want to read Lamentations chapter 3. So the setting is the rubble of Jerusalem as Jeremiah the prophet skipped away to Egypt and knew that his kinsmen were aching. He's creating these laments about the city. And in the middle of it, in the middle of all the pain, this is what he says. He says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. It's because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. For no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great 
is his unfailing love. For he does not willingly bring affliction or grief on anyone. Powerful passage in the middle of a, of a great deal of hurt and pain that Jeremiah can look up and say, in the middle of my affliction, I have hope. And here's the hope. It's that the Lord's great love, by his love, we're not consumed. It's almost as if Jeremiah, in the middle of his suffering, knows that he can have confidence in God's character. Even though, even though the discipline of the Babylonians is a God-ordained event, even though God hasn't stopped it, Jeremiah knows that God's compassion is strong. Jerusalem is receiving exactly what they deserve for their sins, and Jeremiah knows that. But he also knows that if anybody in Jerusalem will turn their heart back to the Lord, the Lord will hear. It does not mean the suffering will end. It doesn't mean the Babylonian army is going to pack up and go home. It doesn't mean they're going to help you rebuild the walls. It doesn't mean a happy and pleasant next chapter. But it does mean that the Lord returns to you. So Jeremiah can confidently say, I trust the Lord's character. It's almost like the, Jeremiah might look at our church family today and say, hey, listen, I know that you're hurting. I know that you're suffering, but here's a few things that you can have confidence in. First of all, know that you're not consumed because of the Lord's great love. Like It could be worse, and you know that in the Lord's great love, he, He's got you. In this age, or even more so in the age to come, the Lord's watching, and He will settle accounts. You're not consumed. Second, and this is awesome to me, Jeremiah said his compassions never fail. Even in the middle of all the suffering in Jerusalem during Jeremiah's lifetime, he says, hey, God is not going to run out of compassion for this. If any one of us sinners will look up to him in repentance, like he will show compassion towards us. I know that God's character is not that he's delighting in our suffering, but rather that his character is that he delights to show us compassion. They never fail. God's compassions new every morning. So a lot of our church members listen to the podcast in the mornings, you know, while you're getting ready for work, while you're on your way to school. Well, I just want to encourage you, what if you think that way? You know, what if as a church family, we just imagined together that it's a new day, God's mercies, His compassions for us, brand new, fresh start. Like today, the Lord is granting you brand new mercy. Receive it and walk in it. My dad used to tell me when I was trying to change something about myself, he would say, remember that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Well, if that's true, and I think it's a neat way to think, this first day of the rest of your life, you woke up this morning with brand new set of mercy and grace from the Lord. So walk in that. Another thing that I think is awesome is in the middle of all this pain and suffering, you know, Jeremiah looks up and says, I'll wait for the Lord. He even says the Lord is good to those whose hope is him, to the one who seeks him. And it is good to sit quietly and wait for the salvation of the Lord. Um, I get this picture of Jeremiah in the moment of suffering, realizing that you know, there, there's, there's no festive, festive party right now. He's not in the middle of banter or chatter with his friends. Like there, This moment calls for silence. And there's a lot of... A lot of moments in our life when silence is the appropriate response. But Jeremiah says it's good to sit alone in silence. And in, and in this text, he said, for the Lord has laid it on him. There's this moment that 
Jeremiah envisions a Jerusalem uh, citizen sitting in silence and recognizing the discipline of the Babylonians, but instead of turning a hard heart to the Lord, recognizing the new compassion of the Lord and repenting. And he gives a beautiful picture of repentance. First, they would sit alone in silence. Second, in verse 29, that he would bury his face in the dust so that there would still be hope. In other words, it's the second movement from sit, come out of the sitting in silence and there's this moment of repentance, of this humility. I think that's what's depicted by the face in the dust, that uh, you're not proud, arrogant, boastful. You're not defending yourself. But this suffering has humbled you. Whether you earned it or it just came on you, and in the story that Jeremiah is caught up in, that this citizen of Jerusalem would respond to his pain with great humility. And third, let him offer his cheek to one who strikes him. Let him be filled with disgrace. That this person would not stand up and defy at anger, but rather that having been humbled, man, he would, he would come to grips with this moment and in humility, just really, truly turn the other cheek, accept this moment, and then begin the process of healing. I love that Jeremiah gives us this process that I, I guess if you're going to oversimplify it, and, and I, it's probably dangerous to do that, but let's talk about that for a second. If you oversimplify it, it's almost as if there's this three-step pattern to sit in silence and listen to the Lord. To stop offering excuses, stop complaining, just sit in silence with the Lord. Focus on the somber reality of the moment and hear from the Lord. Second, like, humble yourself. Like, let your posture be one of humility and bowing before the Lord, not defiant anger. And third, like, just accept this turn the other cheek and stop trying to fight or seek revenge. Submit yourself to God's character, to His new compassions, to His fresh mercies, to His great steadfast love that would not let you be consumed. And it tells you very clearly in verse 31 and following that though He brings grief, He will show compassion. So great is His unfailing love. So I want to ask you today, if you're in a moment of suffering, that you would just... Reach out to the Lord whose mercies are new every morning. That you would recognize that even in the midst of the rubble and the hurt and the loss and the grief and the pain and the shame, that God's compassions are new every morning. And they're directed to you. That His love is great. And He wants you to walk with Him through this. So I would encourage you, um, and find hope in Lamentations chapter 3. The verses that we read today uh, are verses 19 to 33. I hope that you will study those today and enjoy them as you serve. As we go on our mission throughout the Pine Belt and the globe today, no doubt we'll be able to minister to friends and family who are hurting, and maybe it's us. Maybe you are the one who's hurting today. So cling to these words from Lamentations chapter 3, and may God bless you.